The best minds in the business are ready to have their say. Ready, gates back and they're racing. This is Saturday morning's must-listen form hour. This is the Melbourne Racing Panel. Melbourne Perform Panel has assembled, and as Andrew Bensley outlined, this was absolutely Dean Lester's domain for 20-odd years. It's going to be a tough morning, but we will try and find some winners at Flemington today in the Flemington track. The VRC are going to honour Dean. The flags will be at half-mast. The jockeys will ride with black armbands in race three, and I think there will be another announcement during the course of the day from the VRC to honour Dean Lester in perpetuity and a fitting tribute it will be. As I welcome in the panel, Mark Hunter, David Gately and Jamie Rogers. First of all, good morning to you, Mark. Morning, Warren. Have you been able to have a look at the Flemington track leading into Black Caviar Day? No, I didn't get a chance, Warren, and uh, obviously a pretty busy week and just didn't get didn't get to the Valley. I usually do the double header, go to the Valley, they're open early and then sneak over to Flemington after the gallops and get on there and get bailed up by Liam for a half hour chat about nothing really and then uh, but never got a chance to do that this week. How are you expecting it to play? Oh, uh, look, I don't know. I think the wind's probably the biggest factor, just hearing that, um, you know, you need the cover, that's... That's probably the thing I'll be watching for in the early races. David Gately, good morning to you. Great racing in both Melbourne and Sydney today. How are you looking forward to Black Caviar Lightning Day? Yeah, look, it's obviously a sombre day, but um, a fabulous day of racing. And uh, and obviously the, the highlights, the return of, of Nature Strip and you know, the whirlpool involved there. So um be fascinating to see how he goes. He's an eight-year-old now, of course, Um you know, he's not invincible, but he still has the title, I think, as the world's best sprinter. You referenced the, the world pool. Jamie Rogers from the tab online to give us all the market moves and perhaps even an insight into what punters betting into the world pool can expect. Good morning to you, Jamie. Yeah, good morning, Warren, and good morning to all of the listeners. Yeah, look, today is a historic first, so the Super Tab is going to combine with the Hong Kong Jockey Club's tote pools today, so it's going to be the first world pool on Australian thoroughbred meeting. So basically you'll be betting into bigger, more stable pools. It's going to be available on the Win, Place, Quinella, Duet and Trifecta. And I think, Warren, I think it's also really exciting because it gives this meeting additional global exposure, which is just so great for our racing industry. And hopefully we can do this a bit more throughout the year. Just as an indication, I know paramutual pools depend how much people pour into them, but just for those looking at the pool sizes at Flemington today, what may they expect if they're looking at a win place pool, for example, on one of the main races? So some of them you can expect around like the two and a half million, but they're saying whirlpools expected to collectively hold over $70 million, which to put it into perspective in comparison to a Melbourne Cup Day meeting, which is obviously our biggest one, it is going to hold over $70 million, which is significantly bigger than a Melbourne Cup Day meeting. So it's going to be huge and you will be able to see on the tab app. If you log on there, you can keep track of the whirlpool totals and also you can click through just to have a look at some of the rules that might be slightly different to what we're used to here. From a fixed odds perspective, what's the early interest in the the meeting in both Melbourne and Sydney been so far? There's been heaps, Warren, um, in particular at Flemington. So two of the best-backed horses around the country are coming out of Victoria, and I don't think anyone will be too surprised that one of them is race seven, number one in Nature Strip. He is 
significantly well-backed. He is definitely the best-backed in the country. And then race five, number four, Anavisto, is the second best-backed in the country. And then over in Rose Hill, there's three horses that are holding pretty much the exact same amount of money, and that's race four, number three, King's Gambit, race six, number two, Maria Mia, and then race eight, number three, Aft Cabin. So between those three, they're holding the same, but just to put it into perspective, they're holding less than, more than double less of what Nature Strip is. So he is just so well-backed today. Fantastic day racing around the country. Let's get stuck into the meeting at Flemington, which kicks off at 12.35, a benchmark 84 over 1,600 metres. And, Jamie, it's clearer scratchings. It is, Warren. And in this horse, uh, this race, we've seen one horse in particular significantly well-backed. But I'll start with the one in Carlisle, who at $19 is one of the better-backed runners in this race. And that's the same with the two, Lyrical Lad at $14. The four, Bel Toro at 11 has also been really popular, Rambler Rebel is at 23. The six, Monarch of Egypt, is at $9.50. The seven, River Plate, at 10, has also had a bit of interest, but the best-backed runner is the favourite, and that's the 12, Wishlaw Lass. At that $3.70 price, she is holding more than double anything else at this stage. See Rambler Rebel in a race, Mark. You, you think he's going to be in a forward enough position? How are you seeing the race shaping up, first of all? Yep, the two leaders, Warren, probably Rambler, Rebel and Carlisle pushing forward from the middle with River Plate and Shelby going forward. So it should ensure at least a, de- a decent tempo early before they settle. Look, I'm going around the favourites here. I'm going to take them on. I'm going to tip number four, Beltoro, who has got gate one to deal with, probably ends up midfield inside buried. But I think it comes through the best race, the right you are and detonate jack race. And I think that's the best form. And I think with a bit of luck here at double-figure odds, that Bel Toro will run terrific to beat. A couple of horses who are dead set ready to win. Number two, Lyrical Lad has had two two runs back with an apprentice, getting back and working home beautifully. Gets Jamie Mott on here. It's fit. The horse is going terrific. It's ready to fire. Not sure that belly race was really strong, but it will run well. A nine seriously owes on. Same thing. It's had the two runs back and just had no luck last time. Blake Shin, nice weight, good barrier, a home track. Good trainer. It's got everything going for it. Seriously, over and it'll run well. And putting six Monarch of Egypt in, who comes through the same race, probably had more galloping room than the other two, but ran well. It's another one that's ready to win. It's just run into a good race. So I'm opposing the favourites. I'm going four, two, nine, and six. How are you playing the first gator? Yeah, look, uh, I'm also looking for a bit of value just because of the depth of the race. I think that lends itself to, um, you know, to. Um, perhaps a couple of horses that are over their true odds of winning, they'll need a bit of luck because it's such a competitive race. They need a good ride. And one of those is certainly Monarch of Egypt, who Mark's touched on. Went to 1,500 last time. Got a long way back. It was a better day to be up on the speed. Just raced tight at the key stage, to my eye, just as the leader slipped away. And uh, by the time he did have that galloping room, you know, the bird had flown effectively, plus the pattern, etc., etc. But he did come home race fast. It's 12.14. Now it gets to 1,600 on a bigger track, and at near double figures, um, he's the way I want to play in the competitive race. Certainly some exotics as well, though. So you see, Lame and Internal Bleed last time will clearly forgive that. She looks super proud of that. Thrashing a handy benchmark, 70 field, third liberated girl, subsequent winner. And uh, this girl's run well at a group level, of course. We're still less unbeaten. I mean, good job last time with the weight. Running useful time, that five links above uh, averages. I don't think the mile is any issue. And agree with uh, Mark Lyrical Lad looks ready to win. Certainly, Goldcore River Plate in some exotics. Hopefully, we can uh, kick off uh, with uh, with a win and you know, some uh, some dosh here. Six, eleven, twelve, two.
Six, eleven, twelve, and two from Gator. Four, two, nine, and six from Mark Hunter. I'm seeing it a little bit similar to Mark in that Bel Toro looked over the odds to me. Inside draw, not necessarily ideal, but with reasonable speed in the race through Rambler Revel and others. If the, the gaps open up, I thought it was a career best from Bel Toro here two starts ago. Comes through a strong race. Last start and solidly run 1,600 metres on a big track suits him. Four for me, ahead of 12, wished all last. She's taking a rise in grade, but she's finding a way to win, doing it in good style and, and really achieving a lot in her first racing preparation. Nine serious liaison was solid last start without really getting a, a crack at them. He should be just about ready now. Third up, Blake Shin and Nick Ryan combining. And six, Monarch of Egypt, agree with the boys through the, the same form line. He should be just about ready to win. Four, 12, nine and six for me. Race one. Race two is the first of the stakes races at Flemington today. The group three, the vanity. The tab over the 1,400 metres. A good field, competitive field of 10 fillies to compete without any scratchings. Jamie, how does the market look here? Well, Warren, it is with the favourite. Well, there's two horses in particular that's seeing support, and one of them is the favourite, who I know a lot of RSN listeners were texting in yesterday saying that this will be their omen bet, and that is the one that see you in heaven for Dean Lester at $3.60. She's holding 10% more than anything else in the market at this stage. So three Papillon Club at $8 has had a little bit of interest, as has the four Queen Air at $12. Climbing star is at $5.50. The Seven Royal Merchant has also had a bit of a dabble at $5.50, but the second best backed horse is the Nine in Nunthorpe at $4.60. So between the Nine and the One, they are holding a lot more than those other horses that I just mentioned. How are you seeing the fillies running along here, Gator? Yeah, well, I mean, firstly, I would like to see Dino um, down the track uh, up there. I'm just not 100% convinced I'll make the cut. But, um, look, it is a competitive race. The map... I found uh, tricky. Um, a few of these do like to race on speed, but generally over further. So, uh, and those that had been racing on the speed, the likes of Nunthorpe, Papillion Club, have been getting away with really soft uh, tempos. So, um, be fascinating. Uh, the first couple of hundred of these in climbing star, be more positive. Royal Merchant will be up there, and I've touched on the others, but um, and even for sending arch possibly. So. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think tactics will be really important early. I'm, I'm going to tip Royal Merchant. I, look, she had the fitness edge, sure, and she was given a great ride, sure. But I'm taking that run at face value, the Manford Stakes. Uh, she was close up, made Jack, and I really worked to get by her, ran some really big last 600, 200 numbers, as Jack and I did. Um, and obviously we saw what he was able to subsequently do, beat the Cox Plate for the runner-up. Now back to her own sex for J-Mac. Um, climbing star, she was the one they backed in that race. Um, in the Manfred, ended up too far back. Sectional phone, excellent. Uh, she ran home 11.80 versus Royal Merchants, 11.92. Three lengths off her on the line. She was only first up, of course. Now fitter, sitting closer. She can win. See you in heaven to pretty classy girl. 11 to 1400 is the query, but look, it was a good return in the Derbridge against the older sprinters. These three-year-olds keep measuring up, don't they, against the older horses. She did that, and she won uh, second up a couple of preps back. She was terrific second up last time in as well in the thoroughbred club stakes with a bit against her. Certainly Papillion Club and even Queen Air, who went forward last time with a maiden, but um, that caught, caught us a bit off guard, but she thrashed them. So adds to the map quandary. Uh, selections in order, seven, five, one and three. How are you seeing the vanity, Mark? Tip number nine, Nunthorpe Warren. It's certainly a rising grade, but I'm hoping it can go forward and get control of the race. And the way it's going, it's hard, it's fit. It's got a couple under its belt. It's a real improver, 
And with Jamie Carr dictating the race, I think Nunthorpe will give a big kick here to beat poor Queen Air, who ran obviously very well last time uh, in a short campaign, resumed first up off the back of a terrific trial and got the job done and won well. I think it goes forward, gets a nice run from the gate. One see you in heaven. I underestimated this horse last campaign. He's just got better and better as the race has got longer. Got the wide gate with a 58 and a half. Just needs a little bit of luck early. And then I tossed up between six and five. I just went number six for Lombi, who's coming down with form, probably in easier races, but getting better with each run. Race fit and gets a beautiful run from the draw. I think it's a cracking race. Not much between them. Just nine to take control of the race. Nine, four, one and six. Nine four one and six from Mark. David Gately seven five one and three. Agree with Mark. It's a cracking race. You really wouldn't be negative about any of these fillies. But I love what number five climbing stars done in her career to date. I think from the barrier she was ridden conservatively behind Jackano first up. We know that that's good form and she'll be fitted with that run and perhaps ridden more positively and, and firm grounds the real key to her doing her best. I think it's a nice option for her. Second up, number five, climbing star. Head of four, Queen Air. Her form in stakes company prior to breaking that maiden first up was terrific. She looks a little bit sharper this preparation. Maybe she doesn't have to be right out the back. See you in heaven's proven it. She's beaten the boys in the Sandown Guineas. She did enough first up, stepping up to 1,400 metres suits and Papillon Club's untapped also. Loved her trial between runs. This is another step up, but I think she's capable of, of making the progression and also capable of, of perhaps being forward. Damien Lane, very good at doing that from a, a wider draw, might be able to offset that. Five, four, one and three for me in a correct, terrific edition of the Vanity. We get to the Talendurt for the two-year-olds down the straight over 1,100 metres. Race three on the card at Flemington. Take out numbers nine and 14, Jamie. So, Warren, there's a nine-cent deduction for Ginger and Pink, but there's pretty much two horses that have seen some support in this race. But we'll start with the one, Cracker Rib, at $19. The two are more at $4.60 and the three, Mahaba, at $4.20. So between those two, they're pretty much holding the exact same amount of money and the best-backed horses in this race. The four, Scorsese, at $6.50, has had a little bit of interest at that price. Tocito is at 18 with Rhodesian Red at 14 Now, the eight, Els... Alsonso is at 41 and some other runners that have had a little bit of a dabble is the 12 extremely wicked at $7 and the 15 princess Jew hollow at $7.50. We're still learning a lot about the, the racing style of a number of these runners earlier in their career and, and limited if any exposure to the straight. We do know that Princess Duhallo is just a fast horse. She's a bit of a handlebars down style of running horse. I wouldn't be surprised to see Extremely Wicked not that far away, drawn out in the same part of the track of Princess Duhallo. And I think that'll mean that they run along at at least a reasonable tempo. And, gee, I'm impressed with what I've seen from number three, Mahaba, in his run to date with the David Payne stable, his trials leading into that, and his work since joining the, the Graham Beck stable. I think he can balance up middle of the track and, and let that really, what appears to be solid speed up front, go from a, a couple of runners. I think he'll be strong late from what we've seen from him. Nose roll on the pre-race here must go on. Quite keen on him. Number three, Mahaba. Hit a four. Scorsese, who hit the line well on debut. He'll be fitter for that run. Two, Amur has been flying under the radar. He's a strong style of horse for the Godolphin operation. His wins at the Valley have been on, on tight tracks. And I remember talking to, to Dean Lester in the last couple of weeks or so about Amur, and he thought he'd be a better horse on, on bigger tracks. He gets the straight track here at Flemington today. Number 15, Princess Duhello. She's fast. Whether she can run out a strong 1,100 metres is yet to, yet to be found. She gets the tongue tie on here following that 
debut run where she did ride the speed. I thought Mahaba looked at a horse of above average ability here. Three, four, two and 15 for me. Mark, how are you seeing race three? Warren, it's probably the best for the day, Mahabra. I just think that uh, that form in Sydney is the best form in the race, the Barber race. And Mahabra ran well. Was green, was all over the place. It's changed stables. It's trolled enormous. I just think it brings the best form to the race. It looks to be going super, and it can win. I think it's even outside of it. I'll go second. Number two, Amur, who just keeps getting the job done, so you can't, uh, can't knock that. 12, extremely wicked. We'll go forward, see on the speed. Has to run a strong 1,100 metres. And four Scorsese, who was a good debut, fit for that run, is in the mix. But I think Mahaba's the standout. Three from 12, uh, sorry, three from two, 12, and four. How are you playing this race, Gator? Yeah, I'm with the same horse on top. Looked pretty raw on debut, close up to Barber. Obviously, won the, the prelude. And infatuation was second, fourth in a Magic Millions. Still looked pretty new in the trial, so there's that query, but lovely work to the line. Scorsese was forced very wide in the preview, kept closing. That form worked out okay in the prelude. Through Corniche, you can tie in. Uh, that race, of course, was won by Barber. Amers responded well to riding to win both runs today. Back 100 metres was the query. And Princess Darhello uh, was in the betting on debut, but poor. I'm assuming it wasn't well there. Just tried really well uh, either side of that. 3, 4, 2 and 15. 3, 4, 2 and 15 from David Gately. 3, 2, 12 and 4 from Mark Hunter. My number's 3, 4, 2 and 15 in race 3. The Talon Dirt at Flemington. Black Caviar Day. We're on a good four with the rail in the true position. Plenty of love still coming in via the SMS for Dino. I wouldn't think that would stop any time soon. Thank you to Jeff, Bill and Dave for their contributions, just expressing their love and their thankfulness for, for what Dino was able to contribute to them in their lives and, and particularly in their racing lives. Time for a break. The first words, 24 after 8. An RSN transmitter check across Shepparton and the Goulburn Valley on 1260 AM.